Hello and welcome. I'm Erica Riggs, attorney and partner at Disability Law Group, and this is our podcast, Disability Lawyers for the Community. This is our very first podcast episode, and today we have Joseph Tassi joining us. Joe is the current CEO of Southwest Solutions, a nonprofit near and dear to my heart and the hearts of many other people especially in and around Southwest Detroit because of the critical work that they do helping people most in need from children's literacy programs to mental health services to providing homes for veterans, many of whom were previously homeless. Mr. Tassi, welcome and thank you for joining us today and for the important work that you do for our city and our most vulnerable populations. Great. Let's let's kick off this episode with you sharing about yourself, your background, and how you came to Southwest Solutions. Yeah, great. Thanks, Erica. Appreciate being here. Um, you know, I'm a, a long-term kind of a healthcare person. You know, I spent most of my career in acute care uh, hospitals, and um, I I really came to uh, Southwest Solutions back in 2014 when I was asked to sit on the Southwest Counseling Solutions Board. Um, that you know, close relation to me. I've worked in behavioral medicine for a long time as part of the acute care uh, side, and so I I did that, and then um, I had uh, sort of left the acute care business after many years, <laughs> mm-hmm. and started doing some interim uh, CEO work uh, around the country, really. And uh, long story short, fast forward, uh, John Van Camp, who was the long-term visionary and a CEO of Southwest Solutions retired, I think after 45 years, and they needed an interim. So I think I, I was working in Colorado at the time, came back, was back to Detroit and was available. And they said, Joe, uh, you know, you know the organization, you're, you love the organization, uh, could, you, you know, could you jump in, uh, do this work? So that's what I've been doing since uh, like the end of, toward the end of 2018, and uh, you know, still going strong. So that's you know, kind of my, quick history, uh, you know, with how I got here and, and I guess why I'm here, uh, and I appreciate your comments as well, because I know you've been very, uh, you know, committed to social justice and, and a lot of the work that we do, uh, kind of me the same, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I guess kind of have the social justice gene in us and yes. um, just seeing that, um, you know, you, you once your eyes are open, you see the, the phenomenal needs that people have out there uh, that many don't see, you know, it's easy to get, you know, sheltered from that. In fact, I think a lot of what we're seeing in the country now with the kind of a raising of social consciousness and social awareness uh, around some of the uh, aspects of, of law enforcement and other uh, people's eyes get open. But if you're in the space and you see it, you kind of you have to say, you know, how can I, how can I, you know, help that? So it's kind of my, um, you know, my motivation as well for Southwest Solutions that I thought was probably one of the most socially just and uh, organizations on the planet and uh, really working toward uh, really, you know, racial equality because some of the work we do trying to, you know, move people up and through, uh, try to give people a chance to maybe even step out of poverty, which is, which is a really a underpinning anchor that, that keeps individuals and families down. And Southwest is, does that work. So, how could I not work with Southwest Solutions? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, it's certainly it's certainly clear, Joe, that you bring a wealth of experience in both the healthcare and 
your nonprofit experience in those industries, as well as your compassion just for, for helping others. Now, having witnessed the interworkings of other industries and organizations, what are you most proud of? Or put differently, what about Southwest Solutions makes you excited to get out of bed and get to work? Yeah, it's, <clears throat> you know, we used to kid and have, a, have a, a little button that said, I love my job. Uh, mm -hmm. But it really is. Uh, I mean, uh, it really is motivating. I, I think um, probably the, the most uh, motivating thing for me is, is the other, you know, people that work at Southwest Solutions. Um, I mean, their staff, you know, at all levels, right? We have professional mm -hmm. support staff, uh, as you mentioned, mental health, housing, uh, economic development, and so forth. Um, people are really committed and excited about the mission. I mean, these are folks that, you know, could be working elsewhere, making more money. Mm -hmm. uh, but they've committed themselves to the mission. Uh, and, you know, the, the mission is, I mean, it's pretty simple. It's really to, you know, try to help enhance people's quality of life uh, and, and, and uh, uh, work with them toward their own self-sufficiency. So I, I usually use the, you know, the, the parable of, you know, the, uh, you want to teach people to fish, not just give them the fish. I mean, we're about that as well. There's, there's never a, a feeling in Southwest that says, okay, you're, you're a client. We want you to be a client forever. No, we want to help you move along to become independent and, and self-sufficient so that we can, you know, we can work and take care of others. I, I think the, uh, probably the biggest accomplishment, I, I, I say this a lot, is there's not a lot of people and companies, you know, lining up to do this work. And the reason I say that is because it's not profitable work. Uh, many of the, you know, business models are kind of unstructurally sound, really, because, you know, you don't you have the revenue streams are not are often soft. And so it's a hustle game all the time to, uh, you know, to find the dollars, be it grants, philanthropy, support. Uh, we have some billings that we do on the mental health side, but for the most part, it's, you know, we're... Uh, I always, I tell the staff is, you know, this is a great job because you get to, you know, work as hard as you can every day for the pleasure to serve. <laughs> and uh, so it's great that, you know, podcasts like uh, disability attorneys are doing is to, you know, further raise awareness about the work that organizations like ours do and the needs that we have and the importance, uh, you know, to the community and to, you know, society as a whole. And, and the other thing I might mention is I, I say this too, uh, it's, it's not necessarily only an altruistic uh, role that we play. I, I look at it from an economic role too. There are people in our city that have, that have talents and these talents are untapped and we need to find them, get them to a point where we can bring them into the workforce and, and, and uh, you know, get them to be uh, self-sufficient. They may have mental health issues and so forth because this really was hitting before the pandemic. We knew that we had a, a workforce shortage in the city of Detroit with the growth and that's going to come back. And so we need to be working with our people who are here to prepare them uh, for the, you know, the jobs that are, that are out there. And I could, I could go on and on about what's going to be exploding here on jobs that was starting to explode before the pandemic. We just have to now get through this to, you know, to return. So kind of a, a different look on, on the uh, importance of the work. Absolutely. And, you know, here at Disability Law Group, our attorneys, our partners, and our staff, we see these types of problems. You know, we're inundated within the industry. We're in the trenches, if you will, with 
regards to the lack of mental health services and the supports and just the overall stigma associated with that. And, you know, for people who perhaps aren't familiar, as you mentioned earlier on, Southwest Solutions Foundation was built upon a passion and a commitment to helping the poor and disenfranchised and has really just blossomed from there tremendously. Yeah. And what specifically does Southwest Solutions do today um, in terms of the human and economic development and the community engagement, which are really, as you said, the three pillars of focus. Right, right. And let me just, just a quick uh, second on you. You mentioned the history. You know, we started in 1970. So this was our, this is our 50th year anniversary this year. Wow. In the pandemic. <laughs> um, and it, we really started, uh, there was a fellow by the name of Monsignor Clement Kern, who was the pastor of Most Holy Trinity Church, right? Right at, mm-hmm. uh, right at, uh, sort of Trumbull and 6th Street, if you know the city, right. kind of in that Cork, Cork Townish area. And, and you know, we're non-sectarian, so we're not religious-oriented today, but Senior Kern is, is kind of seen as our founder because his, uh, his uh, approach was to try to bring all peoples together, you know, and he did it probably as related to church, you know, so he had the business people, the homeless, the, uh, you know, immigrants and so forth, and his, his mode was, hey, in the end, we're pretty much all the same. You start peeling the onion back. And so he did that from a community standpoint. And we've kind of taken that on over the years. And as we developed into a start of the community mental, community mental health agency coming out of uh, President Kennedy's legislation in the 60s, the Community Mental Health Act, to be able to take care of people in the community. And so we, 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 we model that today. And... Um, even part of our annual event each year, we give out the the Clement Kern, you know, award for that. So, just a a bit of historical mm-hmm. background, I think that's maybe may interesting, interesting, you know, you know, to people. But um, as you said, what are our business lines? Uh, you know, I guess, and there are threefold. Uh, there's we have a a mental health uh, division that's our Southwest Counseling Solutions. Uh, we have a housing uh, division, Southwest Housing Solutions, and we have a sort of a workforce home ownership support, which is Southwest Economic Solutions, um, which I know you, you're very familiar with, uh, you know, as well. And those are really our three kind of books of business, you know, if you will. And um, on the uh, mental health side, uh, we really take care of what's called the seriously mentally ill, the SMI population. So these are folks, this is not like, you know, you and me, they're the, you know, worried well, <laughs> Um, uh, you know, everybody goes through their life needing some sort of mental health care. It's like physical mm-hmm. health. You get sick, you get, to, get to treatment, take care of it. Same thing with mental health, but we don't realize that because of some of the stigma uh, that's out there often in mental health. But it is true, and and you know that, and I know that, and we know people and family members that that know that. So we take care of folks that have you know schizophrenia, uh, you know problems. They maybe have severe bipolar disorder, uh, severe depression. I mean, some of the really clinically diagnosable uh, mental illnesses that, that really become debilitating that don't allow people to function in society. Some of them are managed with drugs. You know, they, uh, we used to put people in mental hospitals and, and the stories historically are not really great, you know, for how people were often treated in the state mental hospitals. But with the advance and introduction of the technology of psychotropic drugs, people could, you could manage your disease. Just like if you have, High severe hypertension. You take a, you know, beta blocker or an ACE inhibitor, and you 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 function normally. So that that has changed over the years, and and we're still trying to you know promote that as community mental health. 
So that's the mental health side. The other piece of, of counseling is uh, we have a, what we call a housing resource center, uh, which really uh, works with folks uh, on uh, rapid rehousing and permanent supportive housing uh, in support. Because uh, we found in the mental health world, there's a concept called housing first. And the thinking there is, you know, if you don't have a place, you know, if you don't have housing, you're not going to go too far with kind of addressing some of your behavioral, uh, you know, medical needs. So housing became very important. It is in the city. There's a whole, you know, network that we work with. And uh, we also, we're the lead agency uh, helping, you know, coordinate the support and placement of homeless uh, folks in the city of Detroit. Uh, we run the uh, divisions called the CAM Coordinated Access Model, which is somewhat of a clearinghouse, like a triage phone center for people who are homeless to call and access us. And then we broker out to different agencies uh, where there are uh, vacancies and, and you know and, and opportunities for people to get housing. So you know we handle that. We also work with uh, uh, we have a uh, supportive services for veterans and families uh, division, which is again, heavily about rapid rehousing and some income supports, but a lot of the work that you do, you know, it kind of overlaps into that whole uh, immediate needs, basic needs assistance for people. And then the, the third in that is we, we also started 10 years ago, it's 10 year anniversary of Paquette Square, which is a, a very innovative, it's a 150 unit uh, living facility for previously homeless veterans. So in order to qualify, you have to be not just a veteran, but previously homeless. And that is really a cool, uh, 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 you know, facility that's, that's now in its 10th year. In fact, I was there yesterday. They had a, a little uh, recognition ceremony for some of the, you know, tenants there. And it's really, it's really pretty cool. And, and in that, we, we really work with vets to try to, you know, work on some of their social and, and, and uh, needs that they have, but really working to, and, and their housing needs. So they have a lot of the, you know, a lot of them are in support of housing and the supports, and we try to help them with all that, as well as to uh, help them work toward, you know, some maybe reintegration into society. And, and, and there are different levels. I mean, we've had some of the veterans who, you know, working on their degrees, you know, and others are on a very basic level. Uh, so, you know, we kind of do that as well. So that's the, that's the counseling piece. That's, that's item number one. And two, business two is uh, housing. And the development of housing was pretty interesting because um, and I kind of alluded to that. We, got, we were pretty heavy into the mental health uh, world and the recognition was, hey, you know, people need to be housed. So we had first started a housing division within counseling. And as it grew, it then grew to a, a scope and scale that it said needed its own division. So we broke it off and now we, in a separate corporate, separate 501c3 corporation, is Southwest Housing uh, Solutions, right? Um, headed by Tim Thorlin, who's, who's uh, just a, a journeyman uh, housing guy, you know, working with low-income housing tax credits and really knows all the ins and outs of that. Um, but we, we like to think we're, we're one of the leading developers in the Detroit area of, of, of developing, you know, affordable housing. We've got a long track record of, uh, you know, over a thousand folks that we've, you know, we've, we've helped and, and, you know, have done that. We also, um, in that division, work on um, sort of renovating um, homes that we may have, you know, acquired through the land bank. So these might have been vacated homes that people just abandoned. We'll try to renovate them and then make them available at low 
uh, right for low uh, rate for uh, for individuals to acquire uh, low income, you know, mid mid to low income housing, low income families to be able to, um, you know, to be able to to have a home, right? So that's right. a pretty cool uh, operation. And nationally, these are called REOs, real estate owned homes, and uh, kind of has some HUD implications and and uh, you know and so forth. We do that. And then the, I think the third in that is it's a little bit of the support we offer, like home buyer counseling, um, uh, foreclosure prevention, financial counseling, mortgage uh, lending, which kind of blends into our third division, which is uh, Southwest Economic Solutions, which is really all about uh, home ownership support and those services I just mentioned, um, as well as um, doing other things like uh, um, um, uh, learning aspects, we call it workforce development, getting people ready to enter the workforce. We've got that on, on different levels. Um, uh, we, we work with folks on you know, GED preparation, um, you know, sort of adult basic education. English as a second language is a, a big thing. We have a couple of learning labs in the community that uh, uh, Community members can, you know, participate. And we offer tutoring, uh, you know, and, and so forth. There's a neat program called Earn and Learn. Uh, we have some youth programs. Uh, one is Youth Build, where kids who are, you know, 16 to 24 who are otherwise just out there hanging out can uh, get some training in some of the skills trades to then be able to get into the job market, either as a apprentice carpenter or you know a worker in that regard, and work toward a job. So. You know, to me, that's also you know, so creating hope for for people to say, "Hey, there maybe there is light at the end of this tunnel that I'm in," and that's really cool part of what Southwest Economic Solutions uh, does. They also have a uh, we call it Center for Working Families uh, to help low-income families re reach financial stability. So it's a lot of education, accessing supports, maybe helping identify job opportunities, you know, and, and you know, and so forth. So. I mean, you can see kind of the blending, the, the, uh, the evolution of, of SWES, Southwest Economic Solutions, also came out of our mental health thinking because, you know, once people are placed, then they really need to have, you know, viability in terms of, uh, in terms of job. Um, maybe they need support on, hey, how do I afford and finance my place and how do I understand it? How do I stay in the place? Mm -hmm. uh, right now we've got a, we're working with the city now and some of the uh, tax abatement uh, rules that Mike, uh, Mike Duggan has uh, had instituted. That's been hugely helpful to people just to stay in their home. Because you can, you know, you can lose your home uh, by being in arrears with your real estate tax. You know, you get that knock on the door and you open the door and somebody nailed a poster to it that says, you know, you have to vacate. That happens. And so we really try to work to help people, you know, uh, through that, uh, you know, also. So sorry to be long-winded, but that kind of gives you the three uh, you know, our three uh, uh, divisions that kind of comprise uh, Southwest Solutions. Thank you, Joe. That history is so important. And so much of what you said hits home here with our <laughs> law firm specializing strictly in social security disability benefits, SSI and veterans disability benefits. You know, when someone becomes disabled, it can sometimes be what we call, what we see a domino effect. You oh. suffer a health crises, a disability, an injury, and you can't keep your job. You struggle to provide even basic needs for your family, a roof over your head, 
and even just food on the table. And it starts to affect a person mentally many times, you know, uh, dealing with the emotional and psychological component of that. And it's important for the community to know about these critical comprehensive support services. And that's why we felt it was appropriate to highlight Southwest Solutions in our very first episode. Um, and just turning to maybe a personal note here, your role is heavily involved and heavily invested in terms of your time, your heart, your energy. Has your family been supportive and maybe even involved in some of Southwest Solutions programs and events? Well, you know, I have two kids and, and uh, uh, they're, they're kind of grown though. They're obviously out of the house. My son lives in Chicago. My daughter lives in Salt Lake City, Utah. So they're, yeah, they're supported, but they're not, they're not involved, right? Um, my wife has come to some of the events, you know, some of the, the volunteer events, uh, you know, with me. Um, you're right, though. This is pretty all-consuming, all you know, and I'm, a, I'm pretty much a, an all-in person. So, um, um, I mean, the, probably like you, you know, you want to talk about the hours you're putting in, but you really don't think about it. It's kind of getting the work done, and you kind of see the, uh, you know, some of the outcomes of, you know, what's happening. And, uh, you know, they say when you're really engaged, the days go fast. And I'll tell you, the days like go rocket fast for me. Right. So uh, true. You know, so it's, it's, it's pretty cool there. And I previously, and you mentioned this earlier and most recently served on Southwest Solutions Board of Economic Solutions and their public policy committee, where our goal was to leverage the programs and the funding to really optimize the economic impact of Southwest Solutions to be able to help more people as efficiently and effectively as possible. But even prior to that, probably about a decade or a little longer now, when I was still in law school. At that time, I was co a co-founding director of a nonprofit called the 313 Project, where our mission was to connect the legal community to Detroit's underserved populations through our own pro bono, charitable, and educational efforts. And it was shortly thereafter that we discovered Southwest Solutions and we thought, wow, you know, this is exactly the type of community developing and resource providing organizations that we need to connect with. More people need to know about this. And what I have found is that many people want to be involved with, you know, the true, honest, do good work out there, but they don't always know the best way to plug in or, you know, with what organization might be the most meaningful to them, right? So tell us a little bit about the ways that people can get involved with Southwest Solutions work and help support Southwest Solutions, even if they may have never heard of Southwest Solutions prior to this podcast. Yeah, you know, thank you for that. Um, you know, we, <clears throat> I mean, you and I were talking earlier about our, uh, we have some volunteer opportunities like our neighborhood beautification day that we do each year. So we, uh, we probably assemble I don't know how many people, 300 volunteers that we select a uh, neighborhood in our service area. It's usually in the Southwest Detroit area. And we'll just go in, you know, it's a good old fashioned Saturday, bring your garden tools and so forth. And we, we beautify the neighborhood, everything from helping people. I mean, last time we did this, uh, we, we were actually, it usually happens in May and it was canceled this year because of COVID, but the year prior, and I know you were there with your family mm -hmm. and I appreciate that. Um, we went out, everything from, you know, cutting down overgrowth to helping uh, homeowners paint their porches to, you know, plant, uh, you know, bushes and flowers and that type of thing. And it, 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 and it really is a, uh, 
you know, wonderful connection with the community and they really appreciate it. So we, you know, there are things that we do like that. Um, we have, uh, for, for people who want to give their time, uh, you know, at, at Paquette Square, uh, you know, Sherry Allen, who's our, uh, really our volunteer, uh, you know, coordinator, uh, has groups come in all the time because there's all kinds of projects, you know, that are, that are needed uh, to help the veterans, you know, at a place like Paquette Square. Um, we also have, uh, you know, opportunities in our learning labs. You know, a lot of people volunteer just to help uh, folks. Uh, English is a second language. Uh, and we've had a number of volunteers say, hey, I think, I, you know, I would, I'd be interested to, you know, to do that. Uh, so that's, that's another uh, uh, effort. The other, I think, is on a broader level, you know, we're, like I told you before, we're heavily, you know, foundation and philanthropic supported. So some, some listeners may have, hearing what we do, may work for, uh, you know, a company that has a, a development or foundation arm, or may have some connections for us that might be helpful to say, hey, Joe, you know, you're in this work. I think you could connect with X, Y, and Z. That would be huge for us you know, then be able to, you know, pursue some funding to support some of these programs, right? Um, I mean, short of, you know, writing a check yourself, which we, we always loved. In fact, we do have a, uh, a uh, it's going to be probably a, a holiday campaign coming out right after, um, right after Thanksgiving, which is our kind of our annual uh, ask, uh, you know, to the community. And so, we could probably put that link, uh, uh, Erica, or something in the yes. <laughs> podcast and get that out as well. So Absolutely. there's different ways um, for people who might be interested. Yeah, donations are certainly quite important to sustain oh, yeah. the mission and the work that Southwest Solutions does. And I will promote that as well. You know, we have time for another question here. And I was wondering mm -hmm. if you could tell us about a story. It doesn't necessarily need to be one person, but if there's somebody you're thinking of, you know, that's on your mind that would really embody sort of the mission of what Southwest Solution does and that life-changing work that you do. Um, would you like to share that with us? Well, I, 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 we, have, we have many stories. <laughs> yeah. And we have a great um, storyteller, I guess, Steve Palakdary, who's our uh, sort of our marketing communications uh, person. Uh, is phenomenal at this, and we put out stories all the time because that's how we—that's how you communicate what you do, right? Uh, but I'm thinking of um, Daryl Evans, um, and 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 uh, Daryl's—we uh, we talk about Daryl because he's—he's—he's—I uh, he's, talked to him the other day. He's, he allows us to share his story. He, you know, wants it out there. And we have many people who let us write about their story with the idea of it's going to help others see that hey, you know, maybe they're not the only one with this or that. Uh, you know, this or that problem. But Daryl, um, you know, if I, could, if I could summarize, really had a, you know, pretty tough uh, uh, start. You know, he became estranged from his family. He's a Detroiter. Um, he uh, ended up, he ended up in his younger days of, you know, uh, selling drugs. And then he became a, a user himself and really got caught up in that um, and really got disenfranchised, ended up becoming homeless. Uh, and uh, finally, fast forward, you know, found his way to, I think, through our Housing Resource Center uh, to get some support for first for rapid rehousing and then uh, permanent supportive housing. And, uh, and uh, along with that, we have some case managers, so you can get some, some uh, you know, case management, you know, support as well, helping you with other, you know, daily living kinds of things, depending upon where you are. And 
so uh, Daryl, uh, he tells the story, it took him about six months to actually get into his permanent supportive housing. So this is, as you know, from the work you do, this, things don't happen overnight. It takes time. There's application process. You have to work through the system and, and what have you. But we stayed with him and he did it. And long story short, he became, uh, wanted to give back. Um, he then uh, served on an advisory, uh, kind of a former consumer advisory group with HRC. And we just recently appointed him as a consumer board member to our Southwest Counseling Solutions Board. <laughs> so talk about that, right? And um, he has his own business. Uh, I think he got back together with one of his sons. They kind of have a, uh, it's kind of a trash reclamation business, you know, with some trucks, they'll go and help, you know, clean out homes, take the stuff away. He's busy. And uh, I just talked with him the other night and he's, he's really a great guy. Uh, and, there was a that's one of the examples of a would, would have been a probably a life lost uh, had he not been able to access services through uh, Southwest Solutions, and um, you know as a success story really. And wow. I've got I got a, I got a hundred of these stories if you had all day, uh, but that was one when you mentioned it just came to mind. Daryl Evans. Yeah. We will definitely have to have you back here. What an inspirational <laughs> story. I'd love to meet him and just oh, yeah. really coming, you know, full circle and showcasing the work that you do there and the whole team does. And Joe, just thank you so much for taking the time to join us today and for sharing the phenomenal, life-changing work that you and others a part of Southwest Solutions do day in and day out. And I look forward to watching the organization grow under your leadership and helping play a small role by volunteering with your upcoming events and programs. Great, Erica. Hey, thanks for uh, giving us the opportunity to tell our story and appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. Take care and be safe. Mm -hmm.